we're trying to create people who are a force to be reckoned with, who don't, who don't just know what they believe, but they know why they believe it, and they can defend it articulately, passionately, and without backing down. Not being a jerk, but certainly um, not letting down. Their truth and their core political belief is their religion. And they are so adamant and passionate and emotional about it because that is their God with a little G. God really pressed on his heart. You need to go back to the girl that you had that abortion with and you need to apologize to her. And you need to apologize to her face to face. Fetus phobic is someone who is afraid of the natural consequences of heterosexual sex and is terrified of a preborn child, of a little baby. And I like to say that Roe v. Wade is the story or the court case everyone has heard of, but nobody knows anything about. Welcome, as I said, Dr. Alveda King to Fide's podcast. Dr. King, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jerry, and hello, everyone. Uh, Governor Walker, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Uh, great to be with you. I should say it's a pleasure for me to be here. I think Rush is doing that, too, and he's doing it at a time of covid the crisis and he is he's basically saying look i may be dying but i'm not dead father pavone thank you so much for being here thanks jerry it's great to be with you and uh, with our viewers but they have an objective the objective is more tax money more control and a promotion of a political ideology it's a pro-socialist secular worldview Hello and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I'm your host and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. You know, you listen to Planned Parenthood, you listen to the pro-abortion groups and what they will tell you is that if you are a woman, you need abortion. You can't do it. Apparently, they don't think very much of women, that women could do multiple things, although most women I know are, are kind of like Wonder Woman. But that is obviously not true. And those on the side, those of us on the side of life believe that not only is life precious and important, but also life makes for a better life for those of us that give life. My guest today is Christine Yergen. Christine is a, a speaker, an advocate, a truth seeker, as she notes for herself, on the issue of life, on the pro-life issue. And she is the founder of Be There Village. Christine, welcome. Thank you so, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So, Christine, so you, you have a really great story um, about how about a life story in which you in, in a situation that the pro-abortion side will often tell us that women need to have the the right to an abortion because otherwise you know they can't do it in life and in and you were sort of in that situation yeah. but yet you chose life if you don't mind tell us that story yeah absolutely my story started out kind of like many unplanned pregnancies do I was um, a Christian, you know, but, well, I knew Jesus, but I wasn't walking with him. We'll say that. And, um, I was finding my worth in the ways of the world and ended up, um, finding myself pregnant. I did take, go to get plan B at Walgreens. And at the time it was two pills. I'm not sure if it still is or not. I took one of the pills and realized I just, I didn't really know what plan B was, um, I knew that other people in my situation took plan B. And so that's what I did. And then when I took it, I felt really uneasy. I was like, you know what? I don't even know what this is. And so I called the 800 number on the back of the box and they gave me an answer that I wasn't completely satisfied with. So I threw the other pill out of the window of my old car and I drove off and assumed I wasn't pregnant. 
Um, and then my mom noticed that I was sleeping in and showed up at my apartment with some pregnancy tests. I swear they know everything. Um, and I found out via three pregnancy tests that I was pregnant. Um, and eventually I, I told my son's father and he was not considering a baby. That wasn't an option to him. And he asked me to have an abortion and um, I said no. And then he offered me a very large lump sum to have an abortion. And I said, you can take that money and shove it where the sun don't shine. And um, I chose life. I, I had a little boy and I didn't know how I was going to do it. I was worried, you know, would I be a single mom forever? Would I ever find anybody? Would my child, you know, struggle through life because he, he doesn't have a father? Um, I ended up finishing college with my child who went in some of my classes with me. And um, he actually wore the cap to my cap and gown when I graduated. And uh, yeah, so I have a little boy who is, well, not so little anymore, 13 years old, um, due to an unplanned pregnancy, which really solidified my pro-life beliefs. So you, you said that the father pressured you or asked you to have an abortion. Did you find any pressure from anyone else or any other groups at college? Oh, yes. Um, I wouldn't say groups. I would just say more individuals. Uh, people around me were like, you know, you don't have to do this or you're ruining your life or you, know, you can easily take care of this. Um, and I grew up pro-life, but I didn't always really know what that meant. And I don't think you really understand how I don't think you really understand how rooted you are in your beliefs until you have to walk them out. You know, someone might say they're pro-life, but when they find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, then, you know, they might even struggle with their own beliefs there. So I was really forced to walk out my beliefs um, and just kind of shut out what everybody else said. Fortunately, my parents were supportive uh, and and my mom actually got pregnant at 20. She was pressured to abort by people around her, didn't. And I'm here because of it. And I kind of repeated that same scenario or that I did. And, and just to bring it full circle, my son's father is around now, is involved in his life, hasn't 50%. I mean, he, he regrets everything that happened in the past. And we both have a beautiful, beautiful relationship with our son now. So circumstances are not permanent. That is something that, you know, we, we fear certain circumstances and that's why a lot of women might have an abortion, but they're not always permanent. And that's, that's something we should always keep in mind. Yeah. And, and it's so great that, that although you were young and, and, you know, we're faced with some pretty daunting challenge. You made a mature decision and a mature choice. And I love that the the father has turned around because, you know, pe people, do, we all do that as, as in our youth, we make mistakes and we change as we get older. Uh, so that's really great to hear. H how is it that it's possible though, that you are sitting here, you know, a successful person? I, I mean, I was told that that can't happen. <laughs> Um, I mean, look all over the world. It happens every single day. It, a baby is not, it, does a baby make it more difficult in, in life? Um, or do, do you have to sometimes figure out a workaround? Sure. You know, obviously if you have nap time, you have to figure out nap time, but to say that a baby will ruin your life or you can't accomplish your goals is just absolutely absurd. In fact, I find that a baby for me saved my life. I was living for my son and I was, I was motivated by my son so that he could have a better life. So to me, it almost, 
excelled me in a way that I wouldn't have done on my own because he was there to motivate me. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that that's, that's something I experienced that, you know, even once you're married and you're established and having kids keeps you responsible. Right. And, and, and not only is there a lot of great, great things with kids too, but it keeps you kind of on the straight and narrow. So I, I did see recently that you were at the, the, so-called women's march they were they happened all over the country and you were there at the one in in Colorado in I don't know if it was in was it in Denver or where was it at yeah it was in Denver at the capital okay yeah, so tell me how that went what was your experience there how were you treated as a pro-life woman at a woman's march Oh gosh. Um, so we went down there with pro-life signs, you know, it's a woman's March. We went as women and had our pro-life signs and just planned to peacefully protest with our signs, just stand there and, and truly see, is this for all women? And we quickly realized it was not, they were blocking our signs. So we moved off the steps of the Capitol over to the grass and they would follow us and then block our signs again. So they did not want our message to get out. And I remember saying to multiple people, if you guys are so um, sure of your beliefs, if you believe them so strongly and think you're on the right side, why is us being here a problem to you? You know, you would say, you know, oh, they're just crazy people. Like they're on the wrong side. Why are you so intimidated by us just standing here? There's only five of us and there's hundreds of you. And if, if you truly believe that abortion is the right answer and it's not doing anything wrong, then why are you intimidated by us? So eventually um, I was there with students for life and um, one of the girls asked me to get on the megaphone and I was like, mm, I don't want to get on the megaphone. Um, and so I get on it and I'm just saying very pro-life things like pro-life is pro-woman. Um, a heartbeat starts at 21 days. Um, even asked if they wanted to donate to a baby registry for a woman who chose life. Like if we actually support a woman's right to choose, do we support when she chooses life? Of course, everybody was silent. But so we we stood there and they got more and more aggressive. What we thought was a march for the women's march was actually just a rally. So they didn't disperse afterward. They surrounded us and there were just hundreds of them around us and uh, screaming, spitting on us, um, shoving us. They would shove us and then say that we shove them um, or pretend fall down the stairs and try to get a cop to come arrest us because we shove them down the stairs or um, hitting the us in the head with signs. It was absolutely um, demonic. I don't, I don't have any other word. I've never seen women so unhinged and mentally unstable. It was wild. And eventually the, one of the women we were with who was, uh, pregnant, they were kind of threatening her baby and saying it was unsafe for her baby. And so we decided to go ahead and leave and, and put her baby first because they were getting so angry. We didn't know how they were going to react. Just as a commentary from my perspective, when I see these people be, be so violent. And I've, I've heard this from many people I've had on my program at many events in which there's outright violence. It's anger. It's it, it actually, when you use the word evil, I think that that is the appropriate word because I, I get the perspective of what, what is our imagination of someone who's possessed, right? They're angry, they're grinding their teeth, they're screaming, they're swearing, they're, they, they're uncontrollable, they're violent, right? I think, that, I think that in a way that is what evil, how evil, evil behaves when they see yeah. good. You know, it's a hard thing to see because I know you guys all over the country dealt with this everywhere. Uh, so yeah, Jerry. 
before we changed subjects, there was a girl there just to show you, there were a lot of young girls we talked to who didn't even know what abortion was. We would ask them if they knew, you know, how developed a baby was or how abortion is performed. And they didn't really know, which is really heartbreaking and sad to see because they're supporting something that they don't know what they're supporting. But then there was also the other side of things. And there was a girl who said, I'm not sure if you saw the video on my page, they kept taking it down, but a girl who said, if I want to kill my baby, I will effing kill it. That's what she said. And so there's those people who do know what they're doing. And truly, I feel like there's no other word, you know, like you said, it's demonic, it's evil. It's, it's obviously forgivable by God, but it seems like such an unforgivable thing, you know, to, to say, if I want to kill my baby, I will effing kill it. It's, it's just heartbreaking that we have dehumanized babies to the degree that we can say something like that. Yeah. And so on, on, you have on one side, you do have people saying things like that, you know, the shout your abortion, what you just described as a, I'll, I'll kill it if I want to. And then you have at the recent congressional hearing that they had the same at the same time, same, maybe same day or same week as the marches is you had a pro-abortion doctor saying that abortion is an act of love. And, you know, so they, they, they try to equate what they do too good, but at the same time as some, some admit it's evil. So they're, they're, it's, it's all messed up. And then, and, and I don't know that there's, that we, we're going to, we're going to go drive ourselves crazy trying to make sense of nonsense. Right. So, really? so, um, okay. So, so tell me a little bit about the be their village organization that you founded and how it came about and, and what it is. Yeah. So, uh, one day I, uh, decided to start getting bold with my beliefs on social media. I used to be a mom blogger and I decided that wasn't fulfilling anymore. Um, and it's funny because when you start getting bold with your beliefs, you don't necessarily know, um, who you're affecting or who's taking note of it. A lot of times, if you take any stance boldly, you'll lose followers and even friends. Um, but one day I received a message from a woman and she said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, um, I had an abortion appointment and I prayed to God to help me. That's all she said is I prayed for help. And um, I opened Instagram and you had a pro-life post and that encouraged me to cancel my abortion appointment. I called Planned Parenthood and canceled my abortion appointment. And so that was, it was so beautiful to hear that from her, but it was also like God saying, you are making a difference, you know, look what's happening and you're on the right path and keep going. And I just had this, idea to help her. And I asked my followers because I started being bold. So I kind of knew that my followers, the ones who stuck around anyway, were like-minded. And I said, Hey, there's this woman who anonymous, anonymously, of course, this woman who canceled her abortion appointment. Does anybody want to help me bless her? And, um, a bunch of people said, yes. So we made a baby registry and, you know, gave her, her stroller, car seat, um, crib, diapers for a year, wipes for a year, pretty much everything you need to get started off on the right foot um, and clothes for, you know, multiple months worth of sizes. And uh, the, my followers at the time filled it within 24 hours, they filled the entire baby registry. And then they said, we want to do it again. Do you have another woman we can help? Can we do it again? Can we do it again? These women, these women were literally, I can't say beating down my door because it's Instagram, but we're beating down my direct messages saying, Hey, can we help another woman? We love that. And it's so beautiful to see the pro-life movement in action because they don't even get a thank you from this woman. They never meet her. And if, if they see the baby, it's because maybe the mom shares a photo with me. 
Uh, but it, it's really, really awesome. Um, and so we just started doing it over and over. I started partnering with pregnancy resource centers here in the Denver area for women who were abortion-minded and choose life. And then we make sure that they have everything they need to get started off on the right foot. Yeah. And I, I see this over and over and over again, where pro-life groups are are helping women, families, children, whoever in need of something, including helping women after an abortion, right? Yeah. You know, what's funny is that all this help that you gave, where was the pro abortion side with that kind of help? Where was Planned Parenthood with that kind of help saying, oh, you decided to choose life. Okay. Let us help you with that choice. You know, what's funny or not so funny, actually, I get a lot of Instagram trolls and, you know, they'll say, you don't do anything for the women or you don't care about the women. And I'm like, you know, okay, <laughs> just let them ramble. And I always say, you know, would you like to, since you're telling me that you care so much about these women, would you like to donate to one of the baby registries that they have? I have yet to find a pro-abortion or pro-choice person to say yes. Usually what they say is, no, I'll donate to Planned Parenthood or pay for an abortion in your honor. Mm. That's what I usually hear. So this idea that they actually support life is nonsense. They just support the right to an abortion. That's all they want to support. It's all a lie. I mean, that's that's is, is that's it. It's all a lie that they do. Satan is the father of lies. So kind of makes sense. So I want to ask you a, a question and that kind of goes along the same lines as what we were just talking about. And that is, you know, Christine, there are a lot of other issues out there. There's uh, climate change. <laughs> whatever. There's homelessness, there's poverty. Come on. Abortion is just one of many issues. So I can support, I'm Catholic. I can support a Catholic president like Joe Biden because there's lots of issues. Wrong. With, if we don't, here's the thing that I tell a lot of people, if we don't value and protect the most innocent and the most vulnerable among us, how can we expect anybody else to be valued? And look at what we're seeing today. We're being, you know, regardless of what your uh, stance is on the jab, they're forcing it on people. They don't truly care about people. And it all, it truly all stems from, if we, if we can't protect the most vulnerable, they're not going to care about anybody else. I mean, we're, we're barbaric if we can't protect the most vulnerable among us. So um, the idea that you can be, Catholic and support abortion or vote for people who are pro-abortion is absolutely false because all they do is promote pro-abortion policies. And right now we're seeing one of the most radical pro-abortion presidents administrations we've ever seen. Yeah. And, and it makes me sick because I, I don't know how you can call yourself a Catholic or a Christian or, or, or any, any devout religion, I guess and say that you support murder. I don't think people would accept, well, Joe Biden is for slavery, but he's really good on the climate and the border, like if that's your perspective. Like, no, we would right. never accept that. We'd never say, oh, there's other issues. Right. It, it is a diabolical right. issue. And I agree, if you're someone who cannot stand up for innocence and are for something so evil, barbaric, and sick, do we really think that you care about me getting 
a, a vaccine for a, a virus that I have a 99.998% chance of surviving. Come on. Right, right, right. Yeah. If we cannot protect, I was gonna say, if we cannot protect our right to life, then none of our other rights matter. The right to life comes first for a reason. And then all of our other rights are after that. So we have to protect the right to life before we even focus on any other rights. Yep. Absolutely. Totally agree. Absolutely agree. So, so where can people find you? And, uh, and of course I want them, want people to find you, but also support and be their village so that you don't, so, so that you hopefully have so many people willing and interested in donating that, that you could fulfill those orders in no time. So how can people find you? So right now, primarily on Instagram at Christine Jurgen. Um, the website for Be Their Village is under construction. I do have at Be Their Village as well. I share everything on Instagram. That's kind of one of the easiest ways to do it. Eventually, I hope to do it over email as well. Right now, the baby registries are filling in 45 minutes. And I have people who are genuinely mad that they can't get in on them. They're like, I didn't get to give. Can you add something else? Which is such a phenomenal problem to have that people are upset that they can't give. And it just really goes to show the beauty of the pro-life movement. The fact that we're willing to give of our own money, our own time to help women that we might not even ever meet and a baby that we might not ever see or get a thank you from. And, and that's okay. We're, we're not doing it because we want that. Thank you. We're doing it because we care about women and we care about their babies. Well, there you go. An, another um, woman who chose life in college and has amounted to nothing. <laughs> the, the left is right, I guess. I don't know what to say, but no, um, obviously I'm being sarcastic. I mean, the work you're doing is is unbelievable. Um, your story is in, is really inspirational. And, and I love, I, I have a feeling that a lot more people have been influenced to make right decisions, but maybe just didn't tell you. I have to believe that. I, I, I believe that. Um, and I think, you know, the work you're doing is fantastic. So uh, Christine Jurgen, uh, again, pro-life speaker, advocate, truth teller. Um, you're also involved in Students for Life. I, I sorry, didn't mention that. I've had a ton of people from Students for Life on my show. So I love the organization. Um, so what do you do for Students for Life? So I just jumped on board with them actually like a couple of weeks ago um, and I'm helping them develop their influencer program. So the, they'll have influencers who help promote them and um, do a lot of stuff on social media. And we're looking to build that program and recruit people who are pro-life to help us build students for life and get the word out there even more. Okay. Awesome. And again, students for life is so full of young, confident leaders and women, yeah. you know, and there's men as well. Believe me, I see them, but but there's a women, the women, the young women seem to take the lead, and and I and it's just really fantastic to see because you know you guys put um you know you you put truth in the face of those that say you can't do it is which is essentially what they're telling you. So uh, Christine Jurgen, please check her out on um, at Christine Jurgen on Instagram. A lot of great posts and a lot of great things that you're doing. Uh, Christine, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And and thank all of you for, for listening to this episode of Fides Podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Please check me out on all the different podcast apps, YouTube, Rumble, and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on rightamericamedia.com. Please check them out. And uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.
so spontaneous Never thinking about the things that I might have missed But before I start getting into the same routine Gonna take the time to know 